Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by ButcherBox, the official meat sponsor of our show. Dirtballs, stop wasting time and stop wasting energy going to the grocery store. Be done with that. 2021, a lot's going to be the same. It's going to be the same, guys. So have the meat delivered to your house. I absolutely love using ButcherBox. I'm done going to the grocery store. I get it delivered directly to the front door. It's that simple. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meats right to my house. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individuals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. And I can also customize my box or go with one of theirs. It's exactly what I want. Dirt balls, get this. Right now, you can get two pounds of salmon absolutely free with your first box, which is perfect because I am trying to eat more fish and I'm incorporating it into my diet. And this is perfect. Two pounds of free salmon. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Take advantage of this great deal right now. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey. No chill, pray no. Coming to you live from Mikey's basement in Warwick, New York. Warwick. That's a good name. Warwick. Yeah. Uh, I'm here in Mikey's basement. We got uh, Mikey's collection of Hess trucks over my left shoulder. Not Mikey's kids. No. Mikey's kid has his own collection of Hess trucks in his room. These are, these are Mikey's ones down here. <laughs> what's, a, what's it? How's it pronounced? The truck, the yeah. Hess truck, Hess trucks. Yeah, it's like remember the old Hess gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, for, former owner of the Jets, hence the green and white. So why does he collect it? It's just kind of a thing he picked up. The, it's a thing they they put out a new one every Christmas. Oh, okay. So it's a Christmas thing, and uh, my mom got Mikey's little you know car matchbox that whole thing when he was a kid. My mom started buying him Hess trucks when he was like five. And I think he's bought one every year. It's kind of a cool tradition to have. Yeah. And, and he's you buy buying him at, and you buy him at the gas station. And Mikey's basically my age, right? Yeah. Makes sense. We're very similar. Yeah, you're both living in a basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my dad my my dad would be very proud speaking of the basement. I compared my utilities bill versus his last year at this exact time. $60 cheaper. Yours? Yeah. Wow. You know what's crazy, Prano, about all this? Like suddenly going from a 390-square-foot apartment to a house 
is how much of it you don't need at all to survive well one that but also guys like me and you who haven't needed because we've been by the beach heat or air condition like it's a luxury for me yeah like the heat i like i'm i know we talk about i don't get cold that easily i'm like wow it's what, what am i cranking it up for i'm in the basement right it's it's funny to think that how we've lived just a heater is a luxury now yeah it's the little things man i do love the basement watching nfl on sunday i'm excited to have you i'm excited to have you here too bad we can't watch any games yeah we'll be out i should be out there tomorrow sorry yeah tomorrow evening you know fingers crossed weather pending traffic pending we'll see I've had a lot of people ask me, is Joe going to Skyline? And I said, look, I just want to get this out there. Joe and I have already been to Skyline Chile, so I don't think it's necessary. I have been. Happy to go again, you know, if that's something that we need to do for the show. I did realize something the other day, though. After we got a message from, from a dirtball who was like, you guys got to go to Sideline. It's on Skyline. me. Skyline. Uh, it's on me. Um, I realized... Skyline is hamburger helper. That's literally what it is. It's just like add some macaroni to your ground beef. You always say macaroni. It's uh, spaghetti. spaghetti. That's why uh, hamburger helper is macaroni. But it's the same concept. Add some pasta to your ground beef. It's similar. Obviously, Skyline is much better. I mean, come on. I don't know. There's There's some good cuts of hamburger helper. Are there? Yeah, good little flavors. I don't know. I haven't had it in probably 30 years. But. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, that was a college thing to have. You're on a cheap budget. You get some hamburger helper. I see your point, though. I'm not going to totally disregard that point. I'm not going to be... But I, mean, so- I, I just think it's... I, I don't know which came first, but I, I like the idea that some guy was like, hey, what if hamburger helper was a restaurant? Yeah. Like, we can't use macaroni. That's hamburger helper. We'll use spaghetti. We'll call it Skyline Chili. Did you? What's older, you, Skyline or, or Gold Star? Who was like the first guy on the block? I think Skyline. They have to be. I mean, the Chili Mikey, Wars. Mikey lives right off of uh, Skyline Drive here in Warwick. So we'll be taking Skyline Drive to Skyline Chili. It'll be our Skyline day tomorrow. Yeah, man. It'll, it'll be fun. You'll, you'll see. I, I've gotten, I went from like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do decorations to like, it's Christmas, bitches. Like, I just keep going all out and finding more decorations and pillows. Like, I've become the throw pillow master of Christmas. It's pretty pathetic. Like, Andy Ruther 2019 at this time. Cincinnati guy for a Cincinnati eye for the straight guy. <laughs> Oh, throw it's pillows. It's so ridiculous. Mikey I believe has, in Santa throw pillows. This, this is a pretty Christmas outhouse as well. They do the, you've seen the Christmas decorations out front. People are parked on the street last night, tuned into the radio to watch Mikey's Christmas show. He oh, wow. Fire, he has fire cannons. So you're just oh, sitting, wow. sitting on the couch watching the games last night. And all of a sudden it would be like fireballs out the window. I'm like, geez. Yeah. I don't know. You, I've never been in a raging house fire but like your body is trained if you see explosions to be like whoa and nobody in his family is like blinking and i'm like explosion explosion yeah minimal lights here i didn't i didn't mess with that but the thing i've throw pillows 
well, throw pillows are part of it. I forgot how much white people love Christmas decorations and yeah. the lights. You go around the suburbs here. In fact, you, you might see there's a big light show uh, close by. Anyway, Joe, let's get to some actual sports. Let's get to some games. Did you were you there last night at his house to I watch was. the Giants game? I was I was here. I got I got here yesterday. Half halftime of the first games. Watched most of the first games uh, on on my phone in the car, and then got here at halftime of the one o'clock games. Once again, one o'clock games for me. So got here around you know one forty five two o'clock, and then watched the rest of the games here. I think the Giants could have been in last night's game if they didn't try to make reckless decisions with ignoring three points. Give me three points. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Also, what, what's frustrating is if you feel like you're going to need those points to win, and, and I understand it a lot more than Pete Carroll going for it or so-and-so like going for it is the Giants offense stinks, right? So I understand being like, we're not going to win this game with field goals, and that's fine. But they did it. I mean, the again, the the stat they showed at halftime: first team since 2007 or 2006 or whatever it was to turn the ball over on downs inside the red zone twice in the first half. You're like, what are you guys doing? Also, if you're gonna go for it, the 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 trick play punter like that's your plan. Oh we're my gonna, god, we're gonna have it going. We're gonna have the punter throwing a pass with the kicker split out to the right in some sort of shoddy, weird offensive line. It's like, don't overthink it. I know Joe Judge is a special teams coach from the Patriots, but, like, just line up and, and run a play. And then also, like, and by the way, I don't have a problem with a fake field goal there, but you didn't, you didn't even get the element of surprise. You just went with some weird formation. Yeah. And then the other one is, like, you got to have a better play fourth and two down by the goal line than just like, hey, we're going to hand the ball off, tackle. And everybody who knows me knows I hate nothing more than shotgun run plays. When you, yeah. need two, when you need two yards, if you're spreading it out and you need 25 yards, that's a different story. You're trying to, you know, seem like you're passing the ball and get a chunk play. That's fine. When you need two yards and you need to push, you're not going to give your running back a, a, a running start. You're just going to be like, snap, here you go. I hate that. It just feels so it feels so like passing off something you stole in a store as you're about to get tackled by cops. It's like, you take it. Sure. Yeah, I don't like that either. So uh, to get back to it, I kind of understand your point on the points, but at the same time I'm like, hey, they wouldn't have won that game if they took six yeah. points in those situations, but have a better plan then. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Have we seen – I'm going to just throw it out there. I know a lot of people are talking about it. Has Baker Mayfield turned the corner? I think he absolutely has. I think he has too. If you look at his last four games, I'm looking right now, game by game, he has 10 touchdowns to only one interception, only been sacked three times in those last four games. Completion percentages are pretty good. It was down a little against Baltimore. But my point is... This is Baker's, what, third season? Or fourth season? It's his third season. Third season. So, year one, 
He's got Hugh Jackson. Like, and he was a rookie. And he actually played pretty well, obviously. He played very well. Year one. You know, it was it was a lot of mistakes, but obviously he had he had the rookie touchdown record until Herbert broke it earlier this week. And uh last year he gets Freddie Kitchens. Look, they say a new coach, it's gonna take you half the season to sort out that offense. Last year they never sorted out, and it's a reason Freddie Kitchens got fired. Like there was no sign that they were ever going to be anything with him and if you look at the Giants offense last night with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays I'm not sure Freddie Kitchens is any more qualified to be a coach in the NFL than Hugh Jackson but um, last this year you you, you know we're you're talking about the last four weeks and we're in week what we're in week 16 15 Um, you know you take the last four weeks out of that we're talking the midway point so he it seems like that new coach Half the season, Baker. I mean, no one doubted that Baker was talented. No one doubted that Baker was, you know, had the ability. Obviously, he did in college, but it was, is he doing too many commercials? Is his head on straight? And can he stop with the dumb mistakes? He certainly has turned a corner. I mean, he's playing fantastic. Yeah, and obviously, I was very critical of them drafting him. I was critical. I've been critical of him up to this point, but he, he's 100% turned the corner. And I think the mistakes is the big thing. You just got to limit mistakes. You know, as a quarterback, you, you can have one turnover. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, in a lot of these games, you just can't have – you don't want one turnover every game, but, you know, you can have an occasional turnover. You can get by with that, but you can't get by with a two or three turnovers. Yeah. And – He's looking crisp on his passes. His accuracy is up. And I'm just going to say it, and I know they discussed it last night. Is is there a Patrick Ewing thing going on with Odell Beckham Jr.? Are they better addition by subtraction? Well, first of all, I'm going to do this every time this phrase comes up. I refuse to call it the Patrick Ewing theory, uh, popularized by one of Bill Simmons' listeners or readers. And And to be totally honest with you, my explanation of it is very similar to why I, I always take offense to, to it being called the Ewing theory, which is my problem with the Patrick Ewing theory is they that was toward the end of Patrick's Knicks career. They had a totally different offense than they had had, or that, sorry, they had a totally different um, personnel than they had when Patrick Ewing was in his prime. They went from being the grinded out bad boy style Riley Nix to Spreewell, Allen Houston, Marcus Camby, a younger, you know, more attack style offense. And yet, because Jeff Van Gundy was a Pat Riley disciple, he was still running the offense through a late 30s, slow Patrick Ewing. Well, when, well we don't have to go down. Look, No, but I, let me explain, because this is going to transition into exactly what I think, which is... Um, I think the same thing about Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is a, like, I mean, I, I don't want to say once in a generation, but he's certainly, like, an incredible wide-receiving talent. And Chris Collinsworth even said it last night. Like, no one can cover Odell one-on-one. And the thing is, is I think Odell certainly has that attitude that a lot of wide receivers have of saying, like, I want the ball, being upset when he doesn't get the ball. Um, does that lead guys into trying to force him the ball? Well, maybe. Um, but you know, if Baker's trying to force him the ball, 
is that on Odell or is that on Baker? And then the, the overriding thing is in the end, it all comes down to coaching and Jeff Van Gundy didn't know how to coach a late stages Patrick Ewing. If you look at, we always talk about it in basketball, but like Kyrie Irving, does Kyrie Irving make teams better? Well, I, I would argue that look, Kobe Bryant and Kyrie Irving, very similar guys, but Phil Jackson figured out how to use Kobe Bryant. I think when you have a guy that's supremely talented, which Odell Beckham is complaining about or, or pointing to him as a reason that your offense struggles, it's kind of really not on him. So I would say that both could be true, that it seems like, well, first of all, I think it, it seems like the team has just found itself offensively because they weren't incredible right when Odell went down and they've certainly found it. So the stats can lie a little bit in that sense. But also, if Baker is able to spread their ball around a lot more than he was because Odell's out, is that, is that the strategy you want to go with? Or do you want to say, hey, if you're Kevin Stefanski, if you're Baker Mayfield, here's how we can run this offense and get Odell the ball so that we always have this crazy threat on the outside and he stays happy. Well, look, record-wise, it's even. They're 5-2 and two with him playing this year. They're 5-2 and two without him playing. Right. So there's no discrepancy there. I think getting the ball and spreading it around, they have a lot of weapons. And obviously they've turned into a run-based team, and they arguably were before Odell got hurt. I mean, they have a great two-headed monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I, look, I would argue, like, moving forward, I don't know what his financial situation is as far as what he's going to make. You could easily argue they definitely don't need him. That's a huge argument to be made there. But the argument is you don't need him for what? To be successful? Yes. Okay. Do we think that the Browns can win a Super Bowl? Right now? Right now. I, th I think they're too young. But, but, but I think they're obviously projecting in a very good spot right now. Like the trajectory my, my, is high. My point is, I think if you look at just even this Browns team, as talented as they are at the skill position, if you put a guy like Odell, who, as Chris Collinsworth said, is virtually unguardable one-on-one, -on -one, it, it frees up everything for all those, those other guys. And I just think it, it gives you, if, you're, if you constantly have that safety blanket, if you constantly have that guy who, who's always you know, a three-yard slant away from going to the house, it gives you, it, it, it raises your Super Bowl winning potential. As opposed to just, so you know, maybe that therein lies the question. Like Odell might make us more of a Super Bowl candidate, but does he help us win games, you know, enough to get there? And, and again, I would say it's a real, you know, it, 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 you, you have to think about your coach and your, just your system in place. If you're saying, Hey, we don't want this guy who's mega talented because we don't know how to handle his ego, handle him needing the ball and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look, I, I think if they can, I'll be like the Browns are real. I'm really curious to see what happens in the playoffs come a team like the Browns. And we'll go over this, but if you look at the AFC, I would not be shocked at a single upset. I mean, maybe 
the Chiefs losing, but right now the Chiefs play the Ravens. Yeah. And while they have dominated them, and Mahomes has definitely had the advantage over Lamar Jackson, my point is, Browns, I'll put them in that mix, right? Like, I wouldn't be shocked, Joe, about any of these games right now if you look at it. And, and to me, that's what makes the AFC in particular so exciting is because, you know, right now the matchups, would any of these upsets shock you? It'd be Chiefs versus Ravens, Steelers versus Dolphins, Bills versus Colts, Titans versus Browns. No. I mean, like you said, the Chiefs one would probably be the most shocking just because – I'm not sure that that, but I, I think when you think of the any given Sunday factor, like any given Sunday with those two teams is yes, that the Ravens c- can win a game. Exactly. And they might lose eight out of 10, nine out of 10, but th- exactly. There's the any given Sunday. You alluded to it earlier when we were talking Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert broke his record, his rookie record of most touchdown passes. Herbert's on pace to break a lot of records. We still have two games left. I don't think people realize how good this kid is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he is a franchise quarterback. He is that good. He is really, really good. And he's big and he's athletic. And I don't think people realize that. I see shades of Andrew Luck where he can move. He's 6'6". He can take hits. I really think the Chargers are in a really good position. It, what's going to be interesting is obviously he um, – he broke Baker's rookie touchdown record and he's, he's certainly playing a more modern style quarterback than the other guys that were on the list of rookie things such as Peyton Manning and whatever, but he's still working off that wristband. It'll be interesting to see if there is a year two regression for him. I, I, I would, if I had to bet, I would say that there isn't going to be because this is a guy who came in after a COVID training camp where they're learning the offense on Zoom and, you know, steps in almost immediately and has been incredible. Um, But it definitely seems like they're bringing him along the right way. And then you're looking at a question mark of, is Anthony Lynn the head coach? Oh, my God. But but now you're, you're sort of being built around this quarterback. Do you restart your coaching staff? I bet you anything if you ask Justin Herbert, he'd say no you don't restart your coaching staff right now. So things get dicey. I mean, again, that's, that's Baker Mayfield year two. He was a disaster. His coach was a disaster. They brought in a guy, they missed it. It set him back a full season. But we both agree right now. Anthony Lynn is, he's the King boob on the throne for the NFL coaches. Yes. I mean, that game against the Raiders, it's just one blinking guy meme after another. What is he doing? Right. How is this guy coaching? What what decisions are you making? Take me through your thought process, bro. I don't know what you're thinking out there. So, you know, I think it, it goes back to the, the, a conversation that we've already had about Baker, a, a, a conversation we've already had about Odell's usage, a conversation about is like, how does Justin Herbert, you know, d- does a regression happen if they start him with a new coaching staff next year? I would like to think he's talented enough where it doesn't, but look at, I mean, again, look at Baker Mayfield. So I, that is why I predict that the chargers will keep Anthony Lynn for now. I bet they will too, because they're just, they're not a well-run organization. And I think the Spanos family is very similar to the family here in Cincinnati. 
and you know it's been in the family name and they're not going to make changes easily they'll keep around the same person because they don't really care but for me personally you got to get rid of the guy i know what you're saying and i know that there's some truth to that i just think he there is no reason the chargers should have the chargers should have nine or ten wins right now i love it because you you fired but i I, look i understand but as the leader you've blown a lot of games you're fired I mean, I get amped up watching Herbert play, dude. He's good. Yeah. I've watched all their games this year. He is good. I got so amped up the other day. I bought a Chargers, I bought a Chargers hoodie. Oh, here we go. Another team on the list. Well, I have seen they, they were already on the list, but yeah. I mean, come on, I have now, season. Now you're tickets. buying merch. I'm buying merch now. Although, man, I could get I could get murdered for my merch. Yesterday I was wearing my my Russ jersey. And then I went outside and I was grabbing a winter hat and then I saw it was a Rams one and I was like, this is not a good look. This is not a good look. A Rams winter hat, a Russ jersey. I can't put the winter hat on. I'm that guy. I've turned into that guy. You've turned into Trevor. You're outside in a winter hat and a jersey. None of it matches. No, Trevor wore a winter hat inside. Yeah. You know, when it's 35 degrees, it's, it's allowed to wear a winter hat outside. So... The Bills won the division, their first division title since 95. The Patriots are not going to make the playoffs first time since 2008. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Little shake up in the, in the AFC East, huh? Yeah. I mean, the Bills have looked spectacular. Um, like, I feel like everybody's rooting for the Bills. Um, all this without their fans, who obviously then show up at the airport uh, to welcome them home. Uh, it's, it's awesome. And... You know, the Patriots not making it, uh, to me, I don't know. I don't know what that is other than they, it's like, what's crazy is, you know, Bill Belichick has kind of cried poor the whole season, but it's like, what do you, you know, you're the GM, you know, and, and you get Cam Newton for a song and then you don't use him the way that at least I thought they, they should use Cam Newton to be successful. I think Cam is just bad. I, I, you know, I, I, I agree. But I, I, continue, I continue to have their – obviously, I, I can choose the games that are on the screen. I continue to put the Patriots on. And I'll say this on record. I think the Patriots might be easily a top three most boring team to watch this season. They're just oh, yeah. boring. Yeah. Their, their offense is so slow. It's just this boring, lame game that I don't even enjoy watching. Yeah. And it's week after week after week and Cam looks he looks terrible. Yeah. But I agree with you about the Bills. I am I'm rooting for him, dude. I really am. Like that's a it's a fun team in my opinion. I love you know me. I'm a big Allen fan, dude. I'm 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 on I'm a big stan already. I like his game. I like the way he plays. I like him in that city. They would play who today if they started? The Titans? They would play. They the are Colts? a three seed. They would play the Colts. I mean, that's a tough game. Yeah. But I could see them. That's the thing. I could see the, the Bills beating a Colts team, putting themselves on the national map, and then losing game two and everybody being like, oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. Well, the Bucks are another team I can't figure out, though. 
Atlanta, you knew Atlanta was going to blow that game, didn't you? Like Atlanta's up 17 points. You just knew yeah. it. I mean, I think that that was a, that, that game was sort of exactly what I think about those two teams now. And so it, it ended exactly how I thought it was like Tampa Bay looked bad. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's defense, especially was getting torched for a while. Their offense was stagnant. Tom Brady's getting hit. And it's almost like the, I mean, first of all, the blueprint is on how to beat Tom Brady's out there. It's been out there for a long time, but then Atlanta does it the whole game. They've got the blueprint. They know what they're doing. Matt Ryan is, you know, in a marquee game against everybody's goat is, is lighting it up. And then of course they get to the point in the game where they just downshift and they become the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to blow, what was it? A 24 seven lead or something like that. Yeah, it's 24-7. Unbelievable. By the way, I'm losing my mind. I keep saying eight teams. There's only seven teams in the playoffs. Right. I, keep, I don't know why I keep doing that. I'm throwing off this year. So the Ravens are technically outside looking in. And uh, uh, Right, right. The Chiefs would have a bye. Chiefs would have a bye. I'm out of my mind. Yeah. I, I can't keep track. Yeah. I, I just want to see. I want to see for people are probably going nuts who are listening. Like what is happening? Ruther's lost his mind. Either way, some really good matchups. Yeah. In the first few rounds. Like games that I'm looking forward to. I, the jets. I can't believe they won. Look, what do you, what, what do you make of this game? Like, what do you make of this game? I've More said for- before, I've said before, I'll say it again. It's really hard to tank in the NFL. You can't do it. The Jets organization did everything that they needed to do to tank while trying to seem like they weren't tanking. Greg Williams blows that game with a terrible defensive call. They fire him. They keep Gase. There's no way Gase is there next year. There's just no way. I don't believe it. I know a lot of people are like, if they didn't fire him yet, why aren't they going to fire him? I'm like, they're not firing him because they think he stinks and they're trying to tank with him. And then they fire Greg Williams. That that almost seems to be like the worst thing. It's like, why not just keep Greg Williams? Like, wh- why are you trying to show that you that you are trying to compete? The only reason is, I guess, you don't want to lose the locker room entirely and say, hey, we're we're tanking by having a terrible coaching staff. But everybody in that locker room's got to know that about Adam Gase anyway. So, I mean, in the long run. I understand that it's very difficult to tank. I understand it's very difficult to be in the NFL and not play at a hundred percent without getting hurt. I put none of this on the players because the team's going to go one in 15 at best. So there's no guarantee. Any of those guys will be there next year. There's no guarantee. You keep any single person. That's part of a one in 15 team, except maybe, you know, uh, the, the kid playing left tackle or whatever. Like, you know, there's two guys on the team that are for sure guaranteed. So it's hard to tank. But winning that game was the worst thing that could have happened to the Jets. Oh, 100%. Giving, giving Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Horrific. And I got to say, I know everybody's been talking about Trevor Lawrence and whether or not he would want to go to the Jets. I don't think he's better off in Jacksonville. Yeah. Just from a just from a money standpoint. Oh, from a money standpoint, yeah. 
You're in but, New York. You get all the ads. You get all the stuff. Like Southern boy in New York. No yeah. Cares. Yeah. And the, and the Jags aren't that much better than the Jets, obviously, as they now have the number one overall pick. Yeah, from an endorsement standpoint, he's definitely going to make more money in New York. How many pairs of jorts and fake mustaches did Minshew sell in, 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 the, in the one and a half weeks of Minshew mania? Hey, why you got go to go against my guy Gardner? From the Rams' perspective, it really actually doesn't mean that much. Can, because, can, can I say one more thing about the Jaguars before we move on? Also, the Jags are going to win one fucking game this year, and it's going to be week one against the Colts when I, when, I'm, when I pick the Colts in a suicide pick. Could you guys at least win one more game this season so it's not such a fucking blatant robbing of my money? That's funny. So the Rams have the Seahawks this week. So if the Rams yeah. beat the Seahawks, they retake that division lead. Right. So like from... From a seeding, it really doesn't mean that much right now unless they should lose their last game of the season, which is possible too. But right. from the Rams' perspective, again, here we are again with their offense, man. You're losing 20-3 to three at half, three points in the first half to the Jets. I'm putting it on Goff, man. Jared, Goff, less than Jared from Subway. Did we do that one already? <laughs> Maybe I'm too hard on the guy, but I, I just... Dude, you're at home too, man. You can't have three points in the first half against the Jets. You just can't. I mean, I'm not putting it all on Goff, but I'm putting a lot of it on Goff. I mean, he's just been bad. He's just been bad. He, the, I've said it before about Goff. I'll say it again until he proves me otherwise. Being able to throw to wide open guys because your coach is out scheming another team is fine. That's good. But not in year, what are we in? Five of Jared Goff? Yeah, That's year not, five. That, that, that can't be your ceiling, dude. Your ceiling can't be, I hit wide open guys when we absolutely just, you know, steal a play from them. It's like, you have to make some good, th like the dude just does not make throws where you're like, wow, he just fit that in a window. He just, he just simply doesn't. No, not at all. And and obviously, I've been critical of him, and I have that thread on Dirty Sports, which I love doing every week. It's so easy. Like I like anyone out there, if you're defending Jared Goff or that contract, I don't think anybody would be. Anybody sane. I, I will call you mentally insane if you're defending Jared Goff's contract. He he, Dude, he's on the brink of, I don't know if he's a medium pizza anymore. I think he's a small pizza. Wow. Personal pan. He gets demoted to the personal pan. Like I'd rather have like late at night. I'd rather have a couple slices. Oh, Jared Goff's not even a slice anymore. Just not even a two slice in a soda special. No, I like, like I'd rather have a two slice soda special QB than Jared Goff. And you're right about the scheming thing and out-scheming, and having wide-open guys. I think we forget that Super Bowl year where they went. Dude, these guys were wide open. That Rams offense, Todd Gurley was unstoppable. It was just, they were clicking and rolling on all levels that year. Yeah. And ever since then, people have caught up a little. In the I mean, yeah, think about, think about that Chiefs game we went to. 
it's like a 55 54 you know football game and then they go to the super bowl and they score six points three points or whatever it was three points yeah so there's there's definitely the problem is there's a ceiling and if we're going to do super bowl or bust i'll say it on record you cannot win a super bowl with jared goff as your quarterback i agree at least not right now and no at least sign. not right and, now and again, and again you're five when, when when do you figure it out if you haven't figured exactly. out a year five almost entirely with the same coach exactly when, when do you figure it out well let's talk oklahoma bowl jalen hurts versus kyler murray it was a fun game cards put up a, a, a nice early lead eagles come back goes down to the end look hurts has looked he looked pretty good yesterday. He looked better than Carson Wentz, that's for sure. And that's for sure. And honestly, I made the joke of of you being Donald Trump from The Apprentice before, but Carson Wentz is Donald Trump at this point. He comes in. Oh, God, he's what a bitch. Horrific at his job. And what he demands he stays. Like, dude, it's over. You lost. You were terrible at your job. It's time to go. Sorry we invested so much in you. You're you're like you can't just be incompetent and then be like no, no. If I'm not the starting quarterback, then uh, hey, trade me. You you you. They gave you 128 billion dollars. They wanted you to be the starting quarterback. They couldn't have shown you more that they wanted you to be the starting quarterback. They got rid of the Super Bowl MVP to keep you at starting quarterback, and you took a big steaming hot shit. He's been awful this year. Hertz has been better. You lose. You get nothing. Good day, you camouflage-wearing fucking hick. I don't think Carson Wentz this season, and I could be wrong. I don't have the stats in front of me. Has he had as good a game as Jalen Hurts had yesterday? All around, running, passing? I can't imagine he has. I don't think he has. And it's really not a it's, – it's really, again, forget the running and all that. It's, dude, you're a turnover machine. Machine. He's a turnover machine. We're not talking about the thing that spits out those turnovers at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> those are some good-ass turnovers, bro. I haven't had an Arby's turnover, I don't think, in my life. I used, that used to be go-to as a kid, like a good go-to, like the dessert with the meal. Okay. I had Arby's recently, by the way. Does it, does it hold up? <sighs> I mean, I, was, I wasn't too happy with myself afterwards, if that makes any sense. I like, I, dude, I like a, a roast beef. I'm not going to lie. I did two beef, beef and cheddars. It's two for yeah. six bucks. Yeah. Sounds good. Although I got to say, you know, I was in St. Louis and I had that lion's choice. Oh yeah. That's the big thing in St. Louis. Pretty damn good. I mean, it's definitely better than Arby's. So, you know, when I'm there, I'll, I'll have a lion's choice, but when in doubt, like a beef and cheddar ain't so bad. It's better than going to McDonald's and getting like a fucking double cheeseburger. True. Carson Wentz looks like somebody who should be making like beef and cheddar at Arby's. Oh, yeah. Wearing the oh, mask yeah. on his chin. Yeah. For the record. No, reg tweet, no regrets tattoo on his neck. Just stop, stop attempting this fake mask thing with the NFL players. Just stop. They're not wearing them correctly. It, 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 it like pains me to see a South Park would call it the chin diaper. It pains me to see that because it, you just look stupid. Like, just take them off. They're not wearing them. It's again. It's all. It's all for show. It's all for whatever. Like, yeah. Who cares? But I think that does more harm than good. Okay. 
It's like the Washington Post headline the other day I saw. I mean, it said it said something. I got to read this because it's so ridiculous. To me, to me, this does more harm than good. You 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 think you're helping people to wear masks, but you're actually going to get people who are like you're you're an asshole for making that a headline, and uh, people do the exact opposite. This is the Washington Post headline from this weekend. Every time you listen to Bing Bing Crosby's White Christmas. About five people have died from the coronavirus between the beginning and the end of the song. What? They're just trying to put it into perspective. Some X amount of people die every five minutes or whatever. Look, that sucks. And obviously, I have family members, you do too, who have died from corona. But when you put it in that perspective, Joe, I love, I love that song. I don't want to be thinking about my dad dying when I'm hearing white Christmas. I don't think a lot of people do like that's maybe that's not the best way to put it. Yeah. And then the far right people are going to be like, fuck that. I ain't never wearing a mask. I love white Christmas. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're, you're not, that's not, you're doing the exact opposite. You're trying to be extra woke or whatever you want to call it. And I, I don't know in a way I kind of feel that same way about the NFL mask. It's like, just take them off. They're, they're already playing against each other. It's fine. You know? I mean, the, the, the only devil's advocate I'll play, and I don't really care. Like, yeah, it's, it's annoying to watch Pete Carroll pull down his mask only when he's three inches from a ref screaming in his face. <laughs> right? He's like, he's like, I'll keep it on the whole time, except when I might get somebody sick and I'm literally spitting in their mouth and eye holes. Sure. I'll, t- I'll take down my mask. Um, so, but devil's advocate is obviously, and I'm around one right now, uh, a lot of kids are, you know, big NFL fans and a lot of kids like, you know, they see that their favorite player, whoever, just having a mask on, they think it's okay to wear it the, the whole day. I got to say, you know, my girlfriend mentioned it cause we have a little elementary school near where we are. She goes, every time I go by elementary school, there's a bunch of kids running around outside and you would just think that kids like don't give a shit. And she's like, they're all wearing their masks and they're all so wearing true. their masks all the time. And it's just like, because, uh, and I've said, it's like, there are certain rules. Like if you, if you just like stay on a kid about them, they're going to do it. And, and wear a mask is especially, is essentially look both ways when you cross the street, you know, and, uh, they're just not going to not do it. Yeah. I actually, I, I think that's true. And my experience is, well, I think kids have been great with it. Kids. I yeah. see, obviously, so, I'm you know, I, my, my devil's advocate, my, you know, would, would say, uh, kids see, you know, Julio Jones wearing a mask or whatever, and then they're like, "Okay, I'll wear a mask," even though it's a chin diaper. Yeah, love that term, by the way. The Chiefs. Did, were you worried about the Chiefs at all yesterday? Like, I like, I still, I'm still never worried. I'm never worried that they're really, I really wasn't. Every time I got close, I'm I really, I, I wasn't even worried about them not covering. I mean, what's so great about them is, and I know Tony Romo said this during the game, they don't ever play conservative. It doesn't matter whether it's down to the end. Andy Reid's play calling, he knows he has Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to just run it and try to run out the clock. He's like, whatever, I'm going to pass it. Yeah. Try to stop Patrick Mahomes under three minutes. Yeah. Try it. You, you didn't before. Why would you're not going to now? And, Absolutely. The only way that you do stifle their offense is if they get conservative. And he's always been a screen game. He's he's Andy Reid 
and and I think Patrick Mahomes is supremely talented, but like he is great for the the legend of Patrick Mahomes is because their half of their running offense is a pass play. It's a toss pass, you know, it's a shovel pass forward. It's a screen pass that's essentially a run. Like he's the master of that. And so, you know, the idea of let's just go back to a straight handoff. He's like, I can throw a bubble screen with the same amount of effectiveness as I can hand the ball off. So let's just do that. Where I can find Kelsey coming out. Like, I mean, Kelsey's just, he's on historic, he's on a historic pace right now. No, no tight end has ever led the league in receiving yards ever. One ever has finished second. It's unreal. I just, I, I thought for a minute in the first half, I mean, cause the saints D is really good. I don't think people realize that saints D is very good. I thought, okay, maybe they can somewhat keep these guys in check. And they did for a minute. You know, and that and this takes me back to the the Odell question that you asked. Tyreek Hill is obviously their most dangerous outside weapon. He's legit. He's got star potential. He certainly has some diva qualities in his past. But you don't see Tyreek Hill and and I've seen him kind of demand the ball when he's open. But you don't see, you don't hear a lot about Tyreek Hill not getting enough touches and blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously, they score a lot of points. So everybody's going to get theirs. But the idea that the tight end is your sort of prime target, he's going to be the league's leading receiver. Like Tyreek Hill essentially knows if I simply got more targets, I would be the league's leading receiver because Patrick Holmes, like Patrick Holmes in his career is going to have a lot of league leading receivers by different names. But for it to be Travis Kelsey, that's on coaching. That's on the quarterback. That's on everybody there just buying in and being like, yeah, Kelsey's going to be the guy this year. Yeah. Well, that's always been a safety blanket, right? You see, I mean, you see, this, you see this with a lot of QBs where their tight end is their safety blanket. It just works so well in that system. Yeah. You know, you know I don't know. Like, who has a better defense right now? Whose defense do you like better, the Saints or the Packers? Probably the Saints. I think the Saints, too. I think they're more athletic. I mean, the Packers' defense has been really good. For and, sure. And I think, the, yeah, I think overall, from top to bottom, I would say the Saints. Yeah. And I, I would still put, after Saturday's game, I'm still going to give the slight edge to Aaron Rodgers as the MVP right now. You know, I am we, as well. For all the reasons we said before. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know what I don't think is being talked about as part of Aaron Rodgers' resurgence? You have a 15-year veteran. He's a smart guy. There's no fans. Like, guys are being... Uh, someone like an Aaron Rodgers or any of these guys who are veterans who've been playing... They have the ability to do things they've never been able to do because fans have been, you know what I'm saying? Like on away games yeah, where they can audible and they can hear everything. And they, there's no fan noise to get in the way. There's no buffer. And I don't think that's all the reason why he's having such a great year. Obviously, he's a great quarterback and it's year two. It's a lot easier year two versus year one, like we stated. But I think that's a huge part of some of these guys' seasons is yeah. you take away the fans, man. 
Aaron Rodgers I saw, was. I saw the stat. Aaron Rodgers is the first quarterback ever with three forty touchdown seasons. Yes, correct. Which is funny. That'll be Patrick Holmes next season. <laughs> that is crazy. It took this long for somebody to do it three, just three times. Yeah. Patrick Holmes, how many touchdowns did he have yesterday? He had three. So he's up to what, 38? No, he has. Rodgers has 40. Russell Wilson has 37. He has 36. Right. So he needs, he needs four touchdowns in his last two games. He'll probably get there. Think about that, what you're saying right now, though. And he would be there already if it weren't for an injury last year. He would have gone one, two, three seasons in a row. I mean, it's going to be close this year. And obviously, close. and obviously, if you miss a game, it's almost assured that you're not going to do it. But, but it also shows, right, Joe, how hard it is to throw 40 touchdowns. Think yeah. about that. It had never been done three times by the same player. That's crazy to think. Peyton Manning never threw 40 or more touchdowns three times. Yeah. That's insane to me. It just shows how hard, like, to me, what would the equivalent be in other sports? Any, like, the 40 for a, a QB? I don't know, like a 50 home run season? But obviously, that's happened. Somebody's done it more than three times. Yeah. Probably not a lot of guys, though. I think it's probably, that's a good comp. 50 home runs, somebody who does that three times, because it's not easy. And you're right, that is insane that Mahomes is just going to break that next year. Yeah. It's wild. Well, he'll, he'll match it. Yeah. Probably. Well, I just hope my boy Russ, my boy Russ is slowing down. I hope he can get to that 4-0. I mean, the, the stat I saw yesterday prior I saw, to the I saw, game. I, I stalked your Twitter. I saw you liked it. You liked that ESPN stat. Russ hates Doc in my Twitter. I mean, I don't even know that. <laughs> I was talking your Twitter. Wasn't Russ hate? It wasn't facts. Russ hate. It was facts. Russ. Facts. Yeah, it was. Science. Facts. <laughs> Bottom five quarterback in the league over five weeks. Facts. Yeah, but it all evens out if you if you play if he balls out for the first seven weeks. And he's bottom five for the. Last five weeks. He's an average NFL quarterback. He's not an average. They're four and one their last five games. Yeah. No, he's he slowed down. They also like yesterday, they were they were smart. Hey, Washington has a really good defense. We're just gonna run the ball. You know, his one pick, whatever. It, it was a it was a great defensive play, tip ball. Like he they weren't throwing that much. Um their defense is finally coming along. Which, you know, anybody rooting for the Seahawks, I think it gives hope because I think Ross can be good in the playoffs. You never know when he can unleash, right? So uh, that was a game where I knew Washington was going to come back because they, they were just running the ball. And I said, Who you know, do the Seahawks have if the season ended today? Where are they? They're, they're leading the division, so they're the three seed. They would play the Bucks at home. Ooh. I would say they would lose. I'd put my money on Brady. Wow. Yeah, I just choose between your boys there, and you didn't even hesitate. Like, I, I, I'm going Brady. Well, I'd actually, it, I'd actually go with your guys there. I, I discussed your guys. With, I mean, your original guys, the Seahawks. I discussed this with Goldberg last night. We were texting about that because obviously he's the biggest Brady stand that I know. He was saying what you were saying. He goes, "I think I might put my money on Seattle," and I said, "I don't yeah. know, man." Pressure. I think I think they'd get pressure. Get Jamal Adams coming in. 
you got. Yeah, I think I think I think Carroll would pressure Brady well, and I think the Bucks could pressure Russ well. Yeah, and and listen, every quarterback struggles with pressure, but that's that's Tom Brady's undoing. They can Russ can figure it out, but I don't I don't like either of them winning two games in the playoffs. So let's no, that there. I don't know. I don't even know who I'd be rooting for in that game. ISIS. Wow. What, what would you, what? So right now the Packer one, Saints two, Hawks three, Washington's four, Rams five, Bucks six, Arizona seven. Ooh, I, I'll tell you what, Joe. I'd like that Arizona New Orleans first round game. It'd be fun. That'd be a fun one. Washington Rams would be a 17 to 13 game. Medium pizza. It's certainly not a guaranteed Rams win if they can't beat the Jets. Yeah, again, Washington has a good D, man. A really good D. So I'm I'm hopeful that the, the Giants can get one more win. But it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Well, now Dallas has got the same record as you guys. Right. We play in week seventeen. Dallas? Yeah. So Washington finishes with the Panthers and then at the Eagles. Right. So basically if the if the if Washington gets one more win, it's going to be tough for anybody to catch Washington. Sure. Because that that puts them, you know, two wins ahead of the Giants and the Cowboys right now. The Giants and the Cowboys play in week 17. Yeah. Giants have a tiebreaker with the Skins, so or the Washington football team. How dare so, you? So the Giants have to win two games if Washington wins one. They have to win one game if Washington wins none. And the Giants have Baltimore next week. So I don't think the Giants are beating Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think they are either. So we need a big Carolina upset and then an Eagles win. And then the Giants got to lose to Baltimore, beat Dallas in week 17. I And I believe, I don't know what the Dallas-Washington tiebreaker situation is at, but basically if the Panthers can somehow... if, if Dallas-Washington Dallas, swept Dallas. Okay, so then they would be in. Yeah. By the way, I don't think anybody's talking about Derrick Henry as much. How many yards? He only, I'm looking right now because I was curious. He rushed for 140-plus again yesterday. He has the 1,679 yards with two games yeah. to go. Yeah. Beasting. Like, he, like he, won't, he probably won't get it. He won't get it. But, but he's on the cusp of 2,000 is what I was going to yeah. say. It's great. Like That's a lead company. Yeah. I love him too, man. The amount of guys that try to tackle him Dude. Through the stiff arm still. It's like, what are you doing? Are you just trying to make posters? The one it's question like, I have. It's, like, it's like guys trying to meet, you know, 25-year-old Vince Carter at the rim. This ain't going to go well. Yeah. It's only going to end in just you on your ass. Yeah. The one, the one discussion it's I've had a lot. Like, the, the best end game here is his nuts in your face. <laughs> I've had this discussion with my buddy, I swear, multiple times. How does he sleep with that hair, though? On his side? Is he always going to sleep on the side? I mean, he's got I, a I lot of hair going on there. Yeah, I don't know. 
How's he sleeping? Has he like when's the last time he washed it? I know nothing about where this, this is such a white person conversation. Oh, it really I'm, is. I'm, I'm no clue. I probably have been canceled by asking such a thing. Yeah. It's the whitest person conversation ever. I will say maybe his hot, maybe his power. Where's Black Marlins fan. Where can we get Vegas say here for an official report? Be indigo. I mean, he's he's local. Yeah. Can we have a meeting of the minds at the Skyline Chili? Yeah, give give give, give my white ass some info on this. What if he gets his power from his hair? He's like Samson from the Bible. Very possible. It's probably why he hasn't cut it. It's probably why he has to sleep on his side every night. Every night. Yeah, I, dude, he he is. They're they're gonna be a tough out too because of him and what he's he can new do. Beast mode. Oh, he's. I'm gonna say. I mean, he's better than. He's better than Marshawn ever was. Yeah. I mean, Marshawn was pretty good at his peak, but. But I think Marshawn Lynch's peak versus Henry's peak, I'm going to take Derrick Henry. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm excited, Prano. I, like, this, like I said, this is that time of year where I get really stoked and uh, we're down to the final few weeks and I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, we got week 16 starts, you know, the, is it start on Christmas Day? They give us a Christmas Day game. They give us Saturday games. They give us Sunday games going to week 17, early January. You got playoffs starting. Basketball starts this week. Yeah. And most importantly, above all this, I got a great shipment of Butcher Box arriving this week, Joe Prano. That's what I'm most excited about. And rightfully so. These things all go together. A little, a little meat delivery, playoff basketball, or sorry, start a basketball, playoff football. What, what else can you ask for? Exactly, guys. Today's sponsor, ButcherBox, believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. I know I believe in that because every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. You don't even have to leave, and that's the best part because obviously we're in the middle of crazy times where you don't want to leave your home, so they will send it directly to your front door. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individuals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. And best of all, and I love this, Joe, because I'm on a huge salmon kick right now. And I, I want to eat Solomon. Solomon. Yeah, and, and I, I, I do. I want to eat a lot more fish and introduce more of that into my diet. Right now, you can get two pounds of salmon absolutely free with your first box. Dirt balls, this is truly a great deal. So just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. And that link will be in the description of this episode. So take advantage of that right now. Get you some meat, get you two free pounds of salmon. And, and you know what I've been doing with my salmon is I, uh, I cook it. That's I good. Some, I put, well, of course, that's, you know, I do. But I put some, uh, I put some of this Cajun sauce. I, I slap, you know, her, her slap your mama? No. So it's, so it's, from it's from Louisiana. It's called slap your mama. It's got a little kick to it. I put that on my salmon. And then I cut it up and I make it make a little, I mean, it's the whitest thing ever, a little kale salad with salmon. 
I like how you're doing this, this thing with your neck the whole time. You're doing the Merton Hanks as you talk about your salmon. I love me some salmon, Prano. You know what I won't be watching, though, is uh, college football. Done. Yeah. For real. I didn't even watch. Uh, I watched three seconds of that Notre Dame-Clemson game, and here we are again. Here we are again. Playoff. Playoff controversy. I I got to say, I the, the thing that bothers me about this is, like, Everybody loves March Madness. I know. Every other I know. Every other thing of college football has a playoff system. Every sports championship across the board in every sport is decided the same way. But college football won't do it. And just one division. Ludicrous right. Yes. And ludicrous college football fans have such Stockholm syndrome that they'll argue that that is correct. I don't mind anything about anything. The college football, the the Division One A college football system refuses to do anything about a playoff. I'm sure it's about money. I'm sure it's about bowl games. I'm sure it's about that. I'm sure it's about rich old white guys getting richer. What bothers me though is the people who defend it. Who are you? Who doesn't want more playoffs? I don't care because I don't care about college football at all, but how ludicrous. I love college football. I'm Mr. College Football. I'm three-letterman guy, and I don't want more college football. Look, I've made my stance, and Dirtballs are probably sick of it. I don't want to be this guy who's, like, standing on a soapbox. I'm just – you know, it took this long, but I'm done. I'm serious. I'm not not exaggerating. I am done until the system has changed, and – I'll say this to our listeners. I'm sure there's plenty of shows out there that are going to cover it. I don't want to cover I don't because I don't care because it, it's, it's whack. It, it's the only system where it's not decided on the field. Remove all the COVID stuff, the pandemic stuff, like Joe's saying. It's the only system where it's not decided on the field. And I'm done supporting that system. And maybe it took me longer than it should have, but I'm done. Couldn't agree more, Joe. I couldn't agree more that a team like Cincinnati or Central Florida recently, they don't get a shot because they're not in a top five. It's stupid. They're not in the top four. I mean, yeah. top five power conference. Right. It's just, it's just, it's stupid. And here we are every year having this same stupid discussion. And you're right. There's a reason people like March Madness. It's decided on the field. There's a reason I love the NFL playoffs. Here's a fun fact for everybody to put it in context. Since 2005, so the last 15 years, Joe, guess how many teams won the Super Bowl with six or more losses? I don't know. Tell me. Four. The Steelers, your Giants twice, and the Packers. All were six or more lost teams Yeah, who got hot or made it somehow into the playoffs and they all went on rolls and they Here, all, my, they my, all want, but, but that, but that's my point is, is this notion that it's like my little brother, I'm going to throw him under the bus right now. And I know he listens. So I hope he hears this. If he makes it this far in the episode, he's like, well, Cincinnati last year played Ohio state and they lost by like 50 points. I said, you're right. 
but there's that one out of every 10 chance where they don't. And that's, that's the point. Play but it on also the field. who, like, I don't, this argument against why do I want to watch Alabama play Coastal Carolina? Well, you watch them play the Citadel. You watch them play whatever. They open their year every fucking year with a cookie. You, th- th- it's not like this doesn't happen. They, and they don't play those games to empty stadiums. People go to watch Alabama Appalachian State. They go. So it's just another free game. And, yeah, the outside chance that a team who's a top eight team in the country upsets the number one team, it's not like it's never happened before. It's so stupid. And, and then it's, well, then we're devaluing the regular season. How do you figure Florida State still ain't in? Miami still ain't in. You know, like Auburn's still not in. Texas, University of Texas still isn't in. SC is still not in. All those schools, whether there's a 18 playoff or not, are not in because of the regular season. It doesn't devalue the regular season. It does the exact opposite. And for that reason, I'm done. Seriously. But, but here's the thing. It's Stockholm Syndrome. You're stupid if you believe that. You're stupid. You have taken something that some car dealer in Pasadena who makes money because the Rose Bowl's a big deal has told you to believe. And you've believed it. It's not true. I, I just think, you know, this This is all so outdated and antiquated. And not eight, by the way. 16. Every other level of college football does it. Fix your life. Yeah, that's why I'm done. It's just, it, it, it's, I'm not going to support a system that is, it, it's, it's flawed in, in so many ways. Yeah. They move the Rose Bowl to texas because brian kelly's saying we're not going to play unless parents can come talk about another fucking shithead statement but get this the county that is hosting the rose bowl has a higher percentage of covid cases than it does in la Don't worry, they're all going to go to joe rogan's comedy club and then the rose bowl it's all about fuck california Congratulations. You'll get COVID at the Rose Bowl in a different state. Like, the, the one thing, Joe, that the pandemic has taught me. People are really, really stupid. Well, I already knew that. But the one thing has taught me personally, or maybe this year in general, is that I'm just going to, I'm not going to keep, I'm not, I, I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to keep doing something that I just don't agree with or that I don't find logical so for that reason i'm out and that and again that's cool that's cool dude if you want to keep watching like i'm not gonna chastise trust me i I had a whole discussion with my brothers and they were like oh you're on this soapbox you know they've they've turned me into like oh you're on this soapbox and i'm like i'm not on a soapbox i'm just saying i'm not gonna support a shit system i'm not gonna support a system where a kid can't make money off a local car dealership endorsement i'm not gonna support a system where only four teams make it and our very own local team, University of Cincinnati, will never have a shot. I'm just done supporting that system. If you want to go to games, do it. If you want to support it, cool. I'm not going to fault now, now you for you, doing now that. Now your Saturdays are free. 
like mine have been forever. Your Saturdays are free. And my Saturdays. Are, you know what you should do? You should, when the pandemic's over, you should start using your Saturdays, meet up with some Tinder dates, some Hinge dates, find yourself a lady friend. Saturdays for the ladies. That's what I've always said. Saturdays for the ladies. Or I guess, you know, you can hang out with a bunch of bros and, you know, I don't know, play video games in the basement or something like that. But I say you, Saturday should be for the ladies, Andy. I like it. You know what I did this Saturday? Had a nice swim. I joined a gym. Saturday's for the pool. <laughs> <laughs> even, I even, you know what? Because of COVID and I don't trust anything, I even got my own locker. I'm going to have my, I'm going to have, this is how bougie I've gotten. Cause it wasn't that expensive. I'm going to have my own name on my own locker. Yeah. I'm that guy now. Keep some cigars and some scotch in there. <laughs> Actually, Prano, you love my gym, dude. They have a full, like it's legit. They have a full good, bar. Good pool. Oh yeah. Full bar too. Nice. So these guys will get done with their workout. They got, they got, uh, they have Miller light on draft too. And, Ooh. uh, Yeah. Just hanging out in the men's locker room, <laughs> your Miller Lite. Well, no, I mean maybe you, Saturdays you know, for the boys after all. <laughs> well, that's up in the, uh, you know, the main lobby area, and they got the TVs. You can watch your, you can watch your college sports. Yeah, man. I don't know, but you are right about Saturdays. And again, I don't care what other people do. I I watched two games this year, and that was to spend some time with my brother. The only two games I watched were two awful Army games, and I want those hours back. <laughs> Army games. I watched Army, Navy, and Army Air Guys, Force. let's talk about oh. the wishbone for a minute. God. They were the never, most... it, ever gives me, it never gives me a real good uh, sense of security that our military knows what they're doing when Army's offense is still the wishbone. Yeah, it's not fun to watch, man. The full house backfield. It's not fun to watch at all. Okay, so we do have a fair amount of calls today. Let's do it. So I'd like to get to those, and we had some other stuff, but we can push the other stuff to when we're live. Okay, that sounds great. How's that, how's that sound? Sounds fantastic. All right, so we got some calls today, and uh, once again, guys, the hotline is 310-359-8365, and... Uh, Appreciate the calls, so uh, keep them going, and we'll start. Uh, we'll start right here with this one. Hey, Joe and Andy, uh, this is Taylor from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I was just calling. Uh, now that we're getting closer to NFL playoff time, I was thinking uh, what you guys thought of who would your rankings be, AFC, NFC, for uh, for the teams without without counting their quarterbacks. Uh, I know that quarterback is obviously the most important position on the field, but like, what would you guys think if uh, you took the quarterback away and you're just looking at the rest of the team? What would your NFC AFC uh, playoff picture look like? Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks guys, love the show. Uh, and uh, condoms are for Purdue. Uh, I use bringing home the bucket on Friday. See you guys. The game was actually canceled because once again, college football <laughs> is canceled. <laughs> you, you both get a bucket. Yeah. Um, and the bucket's full of vaccines. The, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I think I've never re, thought of it that way. I think re-looking at the whole um, playoff picture is a, a bit much, but I got to say some standout teams for me. Um, 
if the quarterback weren't involved or let's say you had replacement player at quarterback, I think uh, some teams that might benefit if, if this happened across the board, uh, the Colts and the Titans, those AFC South teams that uh, have, you know, the Colts have a really good defense. They're starting to figure out their run game. Their, their screen game with their uh, running backs is great. Obviously, the Titans getting powered by Derrick Henry um, is great. Um, the Your Rams, I mean, talking about a team, I mean, right now, literally fill in with a replacement player. Do, do they get better? But I think, let's say every team in football had equal quarterback play of average, you know, talent. The Ryan Fitzpatrick is every team's quarterback simultaneously. Kind of, kind of like what the Rams could do. Um, who else? I had one other team in mind. That I'm forgetting right now. But those, those, those are three standouts to me. Yeah, I like those. I like all those. Oh, and Washington, Washington, who obviously has had a rotating cast at quarterback. They run the ball well. They play a lot of defense. Um, that that would be my fourth. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can go through all the teams. The Chiefs obviously have a ton of weapons. You know, you could probably get a competent quarterback and fill in. The Chiefs would still be pretty good. The Saints have proven they are good with a quarterback filling in. Um, I think the Packers probably fall off without Aaron Rodgers. I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals are a five-win team without um, – what's his name? Why, why am I blanking? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. So – I don't know. It's a it's a decent playoff picture. Oh, and and uh, the Dolphins. Speaking of Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, you know, if Ryan Fitzpatrick, like the Dolphins were there, and then they've got Tua, and they're still there, and they're they're a team that I don't think would be affected that much by having quarterback X. Yeah, but that's all that matters come playoffs, guys. Right. It's all about that quarterback position. It really is. All right. This next call. It, this next call is so funny to me. We were just talking about Skyline earlier. I got to play this yeah. for you, Prano. What's going on, Dirty Sports? It's Luke from Cincinnati. I'm listening to the most recent episode, and I don't think Prano understands what he just what he just did and what he said. He's talking like he's talking about uh, two couples meeting or two people meeting at a Skyline and having kids and getting divorced. I'm not even kidding when I say that my parents literally met at a skyline at the glenway skyline in cincinnati ruther i'm sure you know what i'm talking about my dad was the manager she was my mom was a waitress and i guess they got married i came along and then bam divorced like i'm not even kidding they had two kids me and my little brother and then got divorced when i was three so unintentionally i'm pretty sure perino knows my entire life um or he might like one of my dad's old best friends or something either way <laughs> just wanted to share that because it's pretty crazy and i literally was laughing my ass off thinking about it so anyway boys stay dirty stay up. first of all amazing wow second of all skyline you, baby second of all you know what i've noticed that on netflix these days around christmas They'll just they'll roll out every holiday movie and i oh, think yeah. that they, i think they make i think netflix is making 
holiday originals on like no budget with terrible casts and terrible things because they know people watch it. They're like, dude, we'll spend 200 grand making the worst Christmas movie ever. And then millions of people will watch it around Christmas time. I think Netflix should start getting into regional programming. Ooh. I, I think a Netflix original about this guy's life just for the Cincinnati area or the Ohio area would be fantastic. A skyline holiday romance. That's unbelievable. I mean, that really is unbelievable. If they met Skyline. That's and manager and waitress. Yeah. Can't be doing that in 2020. No. And I just want to say, listen, if the foundation of your relationship is chili, it's not that stable. That's why they don't build houses on piles of chili. I mean, I did. I believe I did fornicate with a, a Skyline waitress when I worked there as well, but I was not a manager. And you didn't marry her. Well, I told you what we did on an episode. Mikey coming in from the garage. Those, uh, like we were doing pranks on each other. Me, like the girl waitresses and then me and Cutter. Yeah. And uh, they like got the old Buick LeSabre that I was driving. That was my dad's. They got it good one day. He like, my dad was like, Come out here in the morning. He's like, there's a bunch of cheese and all this crap on your car. Like, like, like it was kind of a dick. Like they dumped a bunch of the, you know, the cheese, like it melt, you know, it's a summer too. And it melted. Granted, we did dump the empty, a giant garbage bag full of used tampons in the one, top of the one girl's car. Canceled. I mean, it was pretty savage on each other. So, all right. Uh, this next, this perfect timing for your brother to walk in. This is a perfect perfect timing for this call what's up guys it's joey from minnesota hope you guys are doing well my question is what is your drunkest christmas story did you ever have a day on christmas where you completely blacked out love to hear it uh condoms are for well they're always for the packers stay dirty i know you got one was that drunkest christmas story drunken christmas story don't I don't know that I do have one. Really? Yeah. Any from your family? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, um, Mikey blacks out regularly. By the way, Mikey's kid, Deuce, is right here. Come here, sit right here. This guy, he's he's he might be the biggest football fan in the family. Say hello. Hello. I also I also wanted to do a uh, a nephew Monday Night Football preview. So we got we got Steelers, Bengals tonight. Who do you think wins? Steelers. Why? Because the Bengals aren't that good this year. That's right. Is it because Cincinnati is an entire city is a dumpster fire? I don't know. And good good call, dudes. <laughs> don't 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 fall for his stuff. And Andy is also, by the way, a big history fan. What tell everybody what's your favorite war? Uh the Revolutionary War. Ooh, Why? that's a good one. I don't know. I just like it. And that was our Monday Night Football and Revolutionary War preview with Deuce. You want to hang out for the rest of the show? Oh, go do your class. It's not yet. You don't have class yet. Okay. We were talking about drunken Christmases. Have you ever seen your dad drunk on Christmas? No. He's pretty good at hiding it. What? (laughs) How old's Deuce? How how old are you? How old are you? He's so eight are, years old. Is he third grade or second grade? 
Third grade? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He can't hear you because I have the headphones That's on. That's right. Okay. So so we're going to do this, Joe, because he you can't wanna, hear you me? You want to say stay dirty? No. Okay, then get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Monday Night Football preview with Deuce. Good job, buddy. I love it. He's waving goodbye, and he's off to he's off to uh, Zoom class. Zoom class. Um, I have one actually. I have a good one. Give it to me. I'm not I'll try it. to think of one because I really don't think I have like a a Christmas one. I believe it, it was technically Christmas Eve, but it was Bengals Bills. It was Christmas 2005. It's the first time the Bengals have made the playoffs since 1990. So I go down. The Bengals are, Bengals are eleven. They're eleven and four, ten and four. And they were trying to win twelve games that year. It didn't really matter for seeding. I go down with Cutter and his dad and my little brother and get lit. I mean, lit the Bengals game. I'm wearing my Carson Palmer jersey. Uh, this is like this is like when I was all in, right? I'm wearing my Palmer jersey. I get lit at the game. Had to come back here. Christmas Eve has always been a big deal at my parents' house and a whole family meal. Like my mom doesn't mess around. Like whole family meal. We open some gifts. Like she like makes us read some Bible passages. Like she doesn't mess around. The kids put out the manger scene. The manger scene. It's like a whole Ruther family tradition. I come back just like blacked out, lit. And Brad, I remember this one vividly because my brother Brad was, he was serving in Iraq. So it was like a tough year for us as a family. And uh, he was still overseas. And uh, I remember his, his wife came over and was like, man, like you're lit. Like I was blacked out lit. And this is, this is where my mom cut me off at a certain point in the night. We, we do all the fun, you know, all the like tradition stuff, the religious stuff that my mom was into. And then we open gifts and play like a family game. And I had one of those, you know, like you get those giant cups at the games, the stadiums. Yeah. Like a 32 ounce Bengals cup. And I had it, my mom was drinking wine, so I was just like mooching off of her. It was full of white wine, whatever she was drinking. Bad move. And at, what, at one point during the game, mind you, I've been drinking probably since, I don't know, 10 a.m. for the one o'clock game. At one point during the game, I just called somebody out and I go, answer it, you fucking pussy. And my mom was like, you're cut off. No language like that. There's kids around. Like, and she just like grabs the cup of wine and everybody's laughing like, rug, get it under control. Just the, the white wine Christmas. Yeah. Wearing a That's Carson amazing. Palmer jersey. I, by the way, I never took it off. You know, everyone's dressed nice, right? It's a family Christmas meal. And I'm like blacked out in a Carson Palmer jersey. And you woke up the next day, no pants, Carson Palmer jersey on. And this is where you're like, I really got to rethink my... <laughs> Bengals fandom. There's actually a picture. I'll send it to you. There's a picture I took hugging my mom that night that my family makes fun of because it looks like we're about to make out. Just the angle of the picture, and I'm so drunk, it looks like my eyes are closed as I'm going in for a hug to hug my mom after giving her a present. It looks like I'm about to make out with my mom. On Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, you said. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yikes. I, I, yeah, I can't, sadly... I, I have, uh, I think I've shared plenty of drunken stories on the show, but Christmas for us has always been pretty tame. I mean, growing up, it was like my, my grandparents would do Christmas Eve. And then my, my family was big on Christmas. And then, um, when my dad started getting sick, we, I like, I just have never really cared for Christmas. Like it was always my dad's holiday. So now that he's like, 
not around or wasn't as around as much as like, it just became a day, like a regular day. I mean, there was years where I didn't even do anything on Christmas, just went like surfing with friends in LA, you know, did a yeah. Jewish Christmas, went to the movies, ate Chinese food. So sadly, I don't think I have a, a drunken Christmas one. I mean, the best, the best tale of debauchery on Christmas or Christmas Eve, I wasn't even really drunk, but I punched John in the face at Christmas Eve dinner. That's probably the biggest drama moment of our family. That's a pretty good one. I actually, yeah, actually just, just sitting remember. next to him, just cold cocked him in the face at a restaurant on Christmas Eve. I remembered another one too. I got, uh, I was working in LA. I didn't go home that Christmas. I was uh, working at that hotel, Oceana. I used to work at in Santa Monica. And I, I just got lit on the job with my friend Sarah. And like I crushed on her for like a long time. Like I think it was one of those things where like, I think we might have crushed on each other for a minute. But I basically waited too long, if this makes sense. So like she'd been working there like six or seven months. We get lit that night. We go out like blacked out drunk. We end up back at her place and I make a move and she was just like, nah, like we're just friends, Ruther. And it was one of those like, dude, you waited too long. It's not happening. And I was so embarrassed that I drove home. Like I'm talking, I should not have driven, like not have driven. But on my way home, I stopped at an IHOP and decided to eat IHOP at like 3 a.m. on Christmas Day, 4 a.m., whatever. No. And then, she, yeah, the next day she's like, dude, where are you? I thought you were on my couch. Why didn't you sleep on my couch? And I was like, she's like, you drove. So that was another. You're like, I'm at IHOP. Do you need anything? <laughs> if I bring back a Rudy Tutti fresh and fruity breakfast, can I get some ass then? <laughs> <laughs> I was so stupid when I used to drink Prano. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Like I was sharing some stories with somebody the other day and they were just thinking, wow. They, they looked at me because they don't know me that well. I'm just getting to know this person. They go, wow, it's really good that you don't drink anymore. I said, yeah. I said, you, I. You were basically the Jameis Winston of drinking. Like every day that you stepped out on the field, it had the potential to be a four interception, three, <laughs> three pick six debacle. I was the Jameis Winston of drinking, but I could put up some good the, highlights the, still. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're, the 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 range was so wide, but you know, more often than not, you're like, this is gonna end with a pick six. You're right. <laughs> I could have like my night where it was fun. I hooked up with a hot girl, or just like woke up on a sidewalk with my head bashed in. Okay, so we have two calls from Tom's River, New Jersey. This is the first. Wow. Yeah. One of them's from Kyle. One of them's from Kyle, but we'll start with the other one. Okay. Another another long time dirt ball. What's up, boys? It's Ray Demesco, first time caller from beautiful towns of New Jersey, currently pumping gas. Yeah, in New Jersey, the second job. And Kyle Aronowski, whatever his name is, isn't the only one sometimes ever dirt ball, but I've been listening since like episode 25, titled Fuck the SBs, back yes. when I was like 13. So I basically grew up with you guys, but I called to see. I don't know if Prano is aware of this since the guy listens to rock music while watching football, but I'd say it's Luther right now. What I'm talking about. So I'm watching the Bucks Falcons game. Or that they're the halftime halftime like Legend Pam Oliver is like reporting her typical boring script about what coaches have to say and shit. I was just like watching her mouth and like her cadence. The way she talks sounds like slurred, like her jaw is broken or something. I just wanna know what's wrong with Pam. Like the whole year she sound like a deaf person. 
kind of feel bad, like, listening to that Hispanic guy try to speak English during that Broncos Chargers game a couple of years ago. But, yeah, yeah let me know what you guys think. And uh, condoms are for Drew Brees' fake hairline. Just go bald, man. Wow, shots fired. Just, I mean, I got to say, Kyler aronofsky has got some competition. That was a strong call from Tom's River, New Jersey. From Ray. Yeah. Um, d- is it possible? Like, we do have that Pam Oliver getting hit in the face of the football thing. Like, did she – was she dented? I feel did bad she, for did Pam. Did she get ruthered? For the record, Pam – I mean, it, it simmered down now, but Pam used to just get abused on social media. I mean, I always laugh, and it's so wrong. Somebody who ever made that meme, that side-by-side, because her hair was always crazy. It's Pam Oliver next to Chewbacca. <laughs> Do you know what yes, I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah. It's so fucked up. But what, what sucks is, you know, she was the number one sideline reporter forever. And then Aaron Andrews took her over, which and she got hit in the face of the football. And they were like, we got to find somebody not dented. So I'm fascinated. Every time I watch a Pam, I didn't have the audio on for that game. Not too yeah. much, at least not when she was speaking. Um, but yeah, Pam, Pam, I'll, I'll say this much about Pam. I think she's at the stage of her career where she didn't care. Right. And I think her makeup and her outfits are always questionable somewhat. I don't know who in the Fox team is in charge of that, but with Pam, they're just like, whatever, just throw on something. Yeah. Poor, I, uh, poor Pam. I, I'll have to look into it a little bit more. We'll, we'll dive deep on Pam. I, cause I, what I think the important thing would be go through the years and see if there's been some sort of cognitive decline. Yeah. Or what if being, I mean, she's been doing it for a while. That's what I'm saying. What if, being around people with CTE actually. Oh, is CTE contagious? I think we have the title of this episode. Yeah. Is CTE contagious? I mean, is it? Well, Pam has slurred speech, according to Ray of beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey. All right. Well, let's get to our other Tom's River call from you know who, Mr. Aronofsky. What's going on, boys? It's Kyle Aronofsky. Uh, you guys don't have to play this one. Just a question. I'll forget to uh, write. Oh, shit. Sorry. Hold on. Especially when you don't give me your opening. What's going on, boys? It's Kyle Aronofsky. Uh, you guys don't have to play this one. Just a question. I'll forget to uh, write you on Twitter when I'm not uh, unable to use my hands. But are you guys keeping track of your weekly picks this year? You know, over the last however many years, it's always been a record thing. And uh, the loser would have to complete a bet. But I might be stupid or just have missed a an announcement that you're not doing it this year, but I feel like you guys just been making them. Did you guys forget? And if so, can someone with no life, AKA Bill and Mata go back and listen to them all and tally them and see where we're at. Cause, uh, I speak for a lot of their calls. That was always a really fun part of the NFL season. Uh, that's it. Condoms are for the Patriots still. So the, the, to answer Kyle's question fully, um, Basically, I think we got a late start this well, year, right? On, you know what happened? I, my dad was sick in the hospital. Right. Yeah. So I think you didn't preview a couple of weeks with us. And I was, yeah, I was not on the show. And, and you weren't on the show and you were out of it. Also, there's been a moratorium on the bets because Ruther hasn't paid his bet from last year yet. He's supposed to wear the L chain for how long? I think two weeks. <laughs> so there's a moratorium on the bets. Now, this was brought up recently, and I 
put the call out to our Reddit forum to keep track where Dylan Mata, who you mentioned has been keeping track. So he has put the last two weeks of picks uh, on there and he updates them with uh, how, how we did in the week. And I mean, listen, do I hate the idea of Mata going back and doing it all? No, I don't hate it, but also he will get back to early weeks where Ruther was not on the show and did not make picks. I will say he, he made a funny joke on this week. So I'm looking at Reddit right now. It says in memoriam of the 2016 hidden Hills in quotes, monster truck rally. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know, if you know, you know, you crushed me last week. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well this week too. I think 10 to six this week. I think I'm up heading into tonight's game. Mm. Yeah. You, you had a, you had a, well, let's see here this week. You got one, two, you got, and we're even, I got this point. I got this point. I'm up two heading into tonight's game for this week. Wow. So, so if I get tonight, I'm down one after the last two, but whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know to answer the question where we're at and don't worry, I'll still do the bet, dude. I'm, I'm going to do it. It also, well, hold on, hold on. It also does suck with the pandemic. Like, I don't go places, Joe. I, I, I want you in that locker room. It's a double L locker room when you're in there with that, with that L chain on. Get in the pool, take your chain off like you're, uh, you know, like you're getting it ready to fight a WWF match. Put it back on when you get out of the water. Wear it to the locker room. I want this L chain on for two weeks. You're doing things, Andy. You're doing things. You're working in the yard. People are going to be like, why is he wearing L on his chest while he works in the yard? You're going to Arby's. Okay, fair enough. I'll be there. You're going to have Christmas pictures. Man, I'm not doing that. (laughs) We'll make it work. All right, one last call for today. Hey, Joe and Andy. This is Nick Delphedro calling from Ann Arbor, Michigan. So I have a question for you, Andy. So um, I've been a Bengals fan for the last 15 years, and I've lived in Michigan all the time. So because of that, I don't make a whole lot of Bengals fans. But with that being said, I've in my interaction with Bengals fans, I've heard different pronunciation of the word Bengals, whether that's Bengals or I've heard some people say Bengals, or I've heard some people kind of say the word draw at the end and go uh, Bengals. So as someone who is from Cincinnati and who has been around a a lot of Bengals fans in your life. Um, I was wondering if you had any reason as to why that is. Is it more of a, a regional thing? Is it more of an upbringing thing? Um, yeah, just be curious to see what you have to say about it. So um, happy holidays and happy new year to uh, uh, you and yours, Joe and Andrew. Um, keep up the good work as always. And yeah, hope to talk to you soon. See ya. I love that we have two Nick D'Alessandros. We have two Nick D'Alessandros. We have two guys from Toms River, New Jersey. It and they're both from Michigan. Is there, yeah, is there alternate realities in, in the dirtball world? Like, are we living on multiple planes simultaneously? Also, is Nick Del, is this Nick D'Alessandro from Michigan currently the number one ranked Nick D'Alessandro from Michigan? Where in the world is Nick D'Alessandro? Who used to live on our couches? Yeah, that one. Oh, I've, ta- I've spoken with him. Oh, okay. I think he's actually, we're, we're planning on a little reunion. Ooh. I think Where will he's that gonna, take place? Well, I think he's going to come down here. You know, 
once I turn the, the basement bedroom into a podcast studio, I think he's going to help me with some stuff. Oh, nice. He can film you wearing the L chain for two weeks. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to something. This is a good question, by the way, because you used to make fun of me when we first started doing the show, how I pronounced it. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? So I've always pronounced it like the 80s female rock group which is probably incorrect, but everybody around right, here, in my opinion. that's the bangles. I'd say bangles. Right. And they spelled it differently as well. They weren't yes. bangles. They were bangles because, I don't know, they were banging drums or they wore bangly earrings. I I'm not sure. Phonetically, it would be pronounced bangles. Correct? Bangles. I bangles. mean, Bengal tigers, right? Bengal tiger like, from India. Right. The Bengal tiger. But I've always said bangles. So there is a subsection of the population that pronounces it the way the 80s girl band pronounced it. So there's that. And Correct. There's probably a growing up. Per, I, I have heard bingles too, like where it's a little more like it's almost two E's, bingles. Hmm. I think the answer is bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Bengals. That was always the joke. But, but I remember, this is what I vividly remember. We were doing some trivia game my brother had as kids. Get my nephew back down here. He definitely knows how to pronounce that tiger's name for sure. He'd be like, "It's Bengal," and it's and he'd go into the history of their Indian heritage. We were kids playing this trivia game, and it was like a trivia game where it was to NFL teams, right? Like it was a pop culture question, then you'd have to name that NFL team. And I specifically remember they did playoff. Their hit was "Walk Like an Egyptian." So, like, I remember that as a kid and like, oh, bangles. I'm like, yeah, it's the same. Bangles, bangles. But I've never listened clearly. So I don't know if other people pronounce it like me. I think a fair amount do. Yeah. Either way, hot garbage. Yeah. Flaming hot garbage. I'd want no part of this. And, and, and Nick, let me just let me just talk to you for a minute. You haven't lived here. You lived in Michigan for 15 years and you've still rooted for this team? Although, well, what are other options? Detroit? Yeah, the, the Lions, I guess. Oh, man. It's a tough go. It's like choosing between Stafford. chlamydia or gonorrhea. Free Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, by the way, walking out there on just a whole broken body playing for the Lions. Free Matt Stafford. I bet his end is near. Send him to the Giants. We'll take him. He can mentor Danny Dimes through his ongoing hamstring injuries. Well, guys, drop your calls, 310-359-8365, and we will get to them when we can. Got a lot of new iTunes reviews. Thank you. I will be sending out, like... Sending. Sending out. Sending out. Like, I don't know, six or seven sets of koozies today. Just leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in those reviews, and I will message you and get those out. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Dirty Sports or myself at Andy Ruther. Follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on TikTok, Fix Your Life on Twitter, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, and tune in next episode. Hey, do this. Put your YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube and set your notifications because in just a few days, two days. Wednesday. Wednesday. Andy and I will be going live from Walt Street in That's Cincinnati, right. Ohio. So subscribe on YouTube. Watch it live and uh enjoy your holidays love it that it from your end joe that's it all right guys have a uh, great week looking forward to seeing joe in a couple days and bringing the show live from walt studios
Have a nice 48 hours. We'll see you soon and stay dirty.